If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. Snow White Once upon a time in the middle of winter, when the flakes of snow were falling like feathers from the sky, a queen sat at her window sewing. The outside of the window was made of black ebony wood and it framed the snowy scene. While she was sewing, the queen daydreamed about how she would love to have a child. She lost her concentration and pricked her finger with the needle and three drops of blood fell upon the snow. The red looked so pretty on the white snow that she thought to herself, I wish I had a child that was as white as snow, as red as blood and as black as the wood of the window frame. The following spring, the queen did give birth to a baby daughter whose skin was as white as snow, whose lips were as red as blood and whose hair was as black as ebony. The king and queen called their daughter Snow White and they were very happy. But their happiness was brief for the queen died shortly after. After a year had passed, the king remarried. The new queen was a beautiful woman, but she was proud and cold-hearted, and she could not bear the thought of anyone else matching her in beauty. She had on the wall a magic looking-glass, and she would gaze at herself for hours before asking it the same question over and over again. Looking-glass, looking-glass on the wall, who in this land is the fairest of all? And the looking glass always answered, Thou, O Queen, are the fairest of all. Then she was satisfied, for she knew that the looking glass only spoke the truth. Over the years, Snow White grew more and more beautiful, and one day, when she was 16 years old, the Queen stood in front of her looking glass and asked, Looking glass, looking glass on the wall, Who in this land is the fairest of all? This time it answered, Thou art art fairer fairer than all who are here, here, Lady Queen, Queen. but more beautiful beautiful is Snow White, White, as as all all have have seen. The Queen went into shock, and then she turned red with jealousy and rage. From that moment, whenever she looked at Snow White, her jealousy grew uncontrollably. Envy and pride grew higher and higher in her heart like a weed, so that she had no peace, day or night. When she could bear it no longer, she called a huntsman and said, Take the child away into the forest. I will no longer have her in my sight. Kill her and bring me back her lung and her liver as a token. The huntsman obeyed and took Snow White away. But when he pulled out his knife, she began to weep and said, Dear huntsman, 
I beg of you, spare me. I will run away into the wild forest and never come home again. The huntsman had pity on her and said, Run away then, you poor child. And it seemed as if a stone had been rolled from his heart. On his way back, he found a dead deer. He cut out its lung and liver and took them to the queen as proof that the child was dead. But now poor Snow White was all alone in the great forest. She looked up at all the trees and did not know what to do. Then she began to run. She ran over sharp stones and through thorns. She ran as long as her feet would carry her until it was almost evening. Then she saw a little cottage and she walked towards it to see if anyone was home. She knocked on the door, but there was no answer, so she went inside. Everything in the cottage was very small, but very neat and tidy. There was a table which had on it a white cover, and seven little plates filled with food, seven little knives and forks, and seven little mugs. Against the wall stood seven little beds, side by side, and they were covered with seven white bedspreads. Snow White was so hungry and thirsty that she ate some vegetables and bread from each plate and drank a little out of each mug, for she did not want to take everything from one person. Then, as she was so tired, she laid herself down on one of the little beds, but none of them suited her. One was too long and another too short. But at last she found that the seventh one was just right, and so she said a prayer and went to sleep. It was dark when the owners of the cottage came back. They were seven dwarves who had spent the day digging in the mountains for ore. As they lit their seven candles, they saw that someone had been there, for everything was not in the same order in which they had left it. They saw that somebody had been sitting in their chairs, eating off their plates and drinking from their cups. Then one of the dwarves looked round and saw that there was a little hollow on his bed and he said, Someone's been in my bed. Then the others examined their own beds and complained, Oh, somebody's been in our beds as well. But the seventh dwarf was silent. He was staring at the young girl who was sound asleep in his bed. He called to the others and they went running over. They cried out in astonishment as they raised their seven little candles and let the light fall on Snow White. They decided that they weren't going to wake her up, but instead they let her sleep on the bed. The seventh dwarf slept with his companions, spending one hour with each until the night had passed. Early the next morning, little Snow White awoke and was very frightened when she saw the seven dwarves. But they were friendly and so she soon felt better. They asked her what her name was. My name's Snow White, she answered. Why have you come to our house? asked the dwarves. She told them that her stepmother had wished to have her killed, that the huntsman had spared her life, and that she had run for the whole day until at last she had found their dwelling. The dwarves were horrified and said, If you'll take care of our house 
and if you will keep everything neat and tidy and clean, you can stay with us and you will want for nothing. Yes, said Snow White, with all my heart. And so she stayed with the seven dwarves, helping them to keep their house in order. In the mornings they went to the mountains to look for copper and gold, and in the evenings they would come back to find their supper ready. As Snow White was alone all day, the good dwarves would warn her, Beware of your stepmother, she will soon know that you're here. Be sure to let no one in. But the queen, believing that Snow White was dead, considered herself to be once again the most beautiful of all, and so she had not looked into her looking glass for some time. But on this day, she did. She gazed upon herself and smiled. Looking glass, looking glass on the wall, who in this land is the fairest of all? And the looking glass answered, O Queen, thou art fairest of all I see, but over the hills where the seven dwarves dwell, Snow White is still alive and well, and none is so fair as she. The Queen was astounded, for she knew that the looking glass never spoke anything but the truth. She then knew that the huntsman had betrayed her and that Snow White was still alive. So she thought and thought again how she might kill her, for so long as she was not the fairest in the whole land, envy would let her have no rest. At last she thought of something. She painted her face and dressed herself like an old peddler woman. Her disguise was so perfect that no one could have known it was her. In this disguise, she made her way over the seven mountains towards the house of the seven dwarves. When she got there, she knocked at the door and cried, Pretty things to sell, very cheap. Snow White looked out of the window and called out, Good day, my good woman. What have you to sell? Good things, pretty things, she answered. Laces of all colours. And she pulled out one which was woven of bright coloured silk. This is just a harmless old woman. What harm can she do? Thought Snow White, and she unbolted the door. She bought the pretty laces and started to tie her corset with them. "'Child,' said the old woman, "'what a fright you look. "'Come, I will lace you properly.' But the old woman laced the corset so quickly and so tightly that Snow White lost her breath and fell down as if dead. "'You were the most beautiful,' said the queen to herself, and then she ran away. Not long afterwards, the dwarves came home. They panicked when they saw their dear little Snow White lying on the ground. They lifted her up and saw that she was laced too tightly. They cut the laces and she began to breathe a little. And after a while, she came to life again. When the dwarves heard what had happened, they said, The old peddler woman was the wicked queen. Take care and let no one come in when we're not with you.
The wicked queen was exhausted but delighted when she reached home. She went straight to the looking glass and asked, Looking glass, looking glass on the wall, Who in this land is the fairest of all? And it answered as before, O queen, thou thou art fairest of all all I see, see. But over the hills where the seven seven dwarves dwell, Snow White White is still alive and well, And none none is so fair as she. The queen screamed when she heard these words and discovered that Snow White had survived. I will think of something that will really put an end to you, she said, and with the help of witchcraft she made a poisonous comb. Then she disguised herself as another old woman. Over the seven mountains she went once more until she reached the door of the dwarf's cottage. Good things to sell, cheap, she yelled. Snow White looked out and said, You must go away, I can't let anybody come in. I suppose you could look, said the old woman, as she pulled out the beautiful but poisonous comb and held it up. It was so beautiful that Snow White allowed herself to be fooled once more. She opened the door. Snow White bought the comb and the old woman said, Here, let me comb your hair for you properly. Hardly had she put the comb into Snow White's hair than the poison in it took effect. (laughs) Snow White dropped to the floor. You are done for now, great beauty, said the wicked queen, and she walked away. But fortunately, this happened moments before the seven dwarves came home. When they saw Snow White lying as if dead upon the ground, they at once suspected the queen, and they looked for and found the poisoned comb. As they pulled it from Snow White's hair, she woke up and became herself once more. She told the dwarves what had happened, and once again they warned her to be on her guard and to open the door for no one. Back at the castle, the queen stood before the mirror and said, Looking glass, looking glass on the wall, who in this land is the fairest of all? And it answered as before. O Queen, thou art fairest of all I see, but over the hills where the seven dwarves dwell, Snow White is still alive and well, and none is so fair as she. When she heard the glass speak, the Queen trembled and shook with rage. Snow White shall die, she cried, even if it costs me my life. She then went into a secret, lonely room where no one ever went, and using the most powerful witchcraft, she made a deadly, poisonous apple. Outside it looked pretty. It was green with a red blush, so that anyone who saw it would long to take a bite. But whoever took a bite would die. When the apple was ready, she painted her face 
and dressed herself up as a farmer's wife. Then she went over the seven mountains to the seven dwarves' house and knocked at the door. Snow White put her head out of the window and said, I cannot let anyone in. The seven dwarves have forbidden me. It's all the same to me, answered the woman. I shall soon get rid of my apples. Here, I'll give you one. No, said Snow White. I dare not take anything. Are you afraid of poison, said the old woman. Look, I'll cut the apple in two pieces. You eat the red part and I'll eat the green. But the apple was cunningly made so that only the red part was poisoned. Snow White longed for the fine apple and when she saw that the woman ate part of it she could resist no longer and she stretched out her hand and took the poisonous half. No sooner had she taken a bite than she fell down dead. The queen looked at her with a wicked grin and then laughed out loud. White as snow, red as blood, black as ebony. This time the dwarves cannot wake you up. And she fled back to the castle. She rushed straight to the looking glass and asked, Looking glass, looking glass on the wall, Who in this land is the fairest of all? And at last it answered, Thou, Thou, O O queen, queen, art the fairest fairest of all. The queen's envious heart was now at rest, as far as an envious heart can have rest. In the evening, when the dwarves returned home, they found Snow White lying upon the ground. She was breathing no longer and was dead. They looked to see whether they could find anything poisonous. They untied her laces, they combed her hair and washed her face with water. But it was all no use. Snow White did not wake up. All seven of the dwarves sat round Snow White and wept for her. They were going to bury her, but they didn't have the heart as she still looked as if she were alive. They had a glass coffin made for her and laid her in it so that they could still see her and watch over her. In gold letters they wrote her name upon it and that she was the king's daughter. Then they put the coffin up on the mountains but one of them always stayed by it and watched it. Even the birds came and wept for Snow White. Snow White lay a long, long time in the coffin But her appearance never changed. She simply looked as if she were asleep and she remained as white as snow, as red as blood, while her hair stayed as black as ebony. One day, a prince from a faraway land was travelling through the forest. He came across the coffin on the mountains and he saw beautiful Snow White laying within it and he read the words that were written upon it in gold letters. He stayed with Snow White for days and eventually he said to the dwarves, Please let me have the coffin. I will give you whatever you want for it. But the dwarves answered, We will not part with it for all the gold in the world. But the prince would not leave Snow White's side and soon 
the good dwarfs took pity on him and gave him the coffin. The prince's servants carried the coffin away on their shoulders, but as they made their way down the mountain, one of them stumbled over a tree stump, and as the coffin jolted, the poisonous piece of apple, which Snow White had bitten off, was dislodged from her throat. Before long she opened her eyes. The dwarves, the prince and the mountain animals were overjoyed, and they laughed and danced in celebration. Oh heavens, where am I? she cried. The prince, full of joy, said, You are with me. And he told her what had happened and said, I love you more than anything in the world. Will you come with me to my father's palace and be my wife? Snow White agreed, and the dwarves waved them goodbye, telling them to come back and visit soon. A great wedding was planned for Snow White and the prince. The wicked queen was one of the people who were invited to the royal feast, but she had no idea who the bride was. When she had put on her most beautiful clothes, she went before the looking-glass and asked, Looking-glass, looking-glass on the wall, who in this land is the fairest of all? And the glass answered, Thou, Thou O queen, queen, art exceedingly fair. fair. But the the truth truth I must must speak, speak, and and so so I do vow vow that the young young bride-to-be is more more lovely lovely than thou. The wicked queen cursed and was so utterly furious that she didn't know what to do. At first she decided that she would not go to the wedding at all, but she had no peace and she had to go and look at the young queen. When she went into the great hall of the palace, she recognised Snow White immediately and stood still with rage and jealousy. She could not move. Her anger was so great that she fell down on the floor, ill. She was escorted home, where later she died. After that, Snow White lived a long and happy life at the castle with her prince.